0: Hello beloved, it's been a minute, I'm glad to be here with you and I want to share um, some uh, information and hopefully just bring through a really useful transmission to you about a little bit about what's been happening in recent days, what's coming ahead and some uh, fairly evergreen uh ways of thinking about things or interacting with what's going on so the energies have been a mixture of both incredibly big and fast and also we've had a a kind of a um, like a almost like a bubble or a cocoon a kind of soft peaceful uh kind of space uh, kind of snuggled inside this big roaring current <laughs> and that's just been for kind of a couple of days and I feel is really a function of this um, the energies around this uh, full moon that's that's just occurred and so hopefully you've had a little bit of a respite uh, if the energies have been making, have been a little too intense for you, um, or if you have been loving the energies, hopefully that, that kind of dreamy, uh, lovely energy has been very restorative and just really fun and light. And, um, and it's okay if you weren't accessing any of that. That's really, it's fine. There's so many different kind of currents going on that, it's just, we can just get carried into a whole different stream for a period of time. So speaking of streams, one of the things that I want to make sure to bring to everybody's attention, um, uh, we often talk about the idea of like getting into your highest timeline. I talk about that a lot and um, and it's important. And I'll kind of refer you back to the transmission episode that I did about Working with timelines, thinking about timelines, the idea of an apex timeline and all of that, um, because I do think there's really powerful, important things in there. But I also don't want you to accidentally affix to the idea that what that highest timeline is, is a fixed definition. It's not. And you're kind of your highest, especially now especially in these current times the the your highest timeline can be constantly evolving as you're evolving and also as the collective is evolving other timelines become possible as well Um, or the earth as the earth is evolving other timelines become available as well Um, although humanity and the collective's connection to earth timelines is not an absolute yet at this time um, so the the evolutionary leap for humanity into homaluminans um is a is a very interesting uh possibility that only opened up a couple of years ago really um but it's not a guarantee so uh the collective has a lot of work to do still um, Earth, as you know, if you've been following my transmissions for some time, she closed all of her lowest timelines uh, in January of 2022. I had to think about what year is it for a moment. (laughs) Human time, always fun, right? So but this idea of like. Oh, the fixed time, like the highest timeline is this fixed timeline and it has to look like this one thing. And I and if I don't get it just right, then I'm not on it. Like, that's not really it. Um, So think about it as sort of like your highest potential related to really, honestly, your resonance, because the higher the higher you can bring your own resonance, the higher the timeline by definition is. And then often when we talk about higher timelines, people immediately infer or focus on, and then what am I manifesting in the 3D? Like, where are all my goodies related with my higher timeline, right? (laughs) I mean, you know you do it, right? I do it sometimes, too. It happens. Like, hello, we're human. We're in these human forms. And so we really are focused on what's happening in the 3D. But significantly, a significant portion of what actually would be Quote unquote happening or existing or being, or the conditions that would be necessarily true for you in your highest timeline are actually going to be not about what's physically present, what's in your physical 3D. Now, that matter will have organized around this highest timeline in a super fun way, guaranteed, but it's not about that, right? It's not about that. And just a reminder, that we are currently still in a kind of an epoch in earth where energy precedes matter. So there are other realms, other places, as well as, no, I'm not going to say it that way. There are other realms, other places, other, other universes, other galaxies, other planets, other realms where energy and matter are so closely tied together that there's not even really a gap it's just like energy forms around a certain kind of coalesces and then boom the material um uh, mirror of that comes into being and here we have a delay right we have a delay and it's like you know um you know, you're sending a signal out to the stars and, you know, or you're talking to the, you know, you're in the sci-fi movie and you're, and the message from, you know, mission control getting out to the spaceship. Oh, there's an eight minute delay, right? Or there's a two hour delay, depending on how far out they are for them to get our message. This, this lag is in place for us as well between energy and matter. And so energy, your energy and whatever's going on for you energetically coalesces first, organizes first, and, and is in fact organized one way or another now. It just may not be organized or coalesced in the way that you actually were hoping for, desiring in your awake awareness. And based on whatever that is, then matter will organize around that. And so matter, when things come into physical matter, it's already happened. That's just like the catch up, the clean up. Like, oh yeah, that's right. And then this happens. So, you know, kind of to, to get playful with this. Now that's speeding up. So that lag is closing. It's not closing like it's going to close anytime soon down to nothing, but it's narrowing is a better way to put it. It's getting shorter. And uh we had another acceleration of that kind of shortening of that gap with these 7D energies starting to come into the physical here, which I shared about at length in an earlier transmission, so I won't go into it here. But those 7D energies coming into the earth, coming into all the physical here, including you and your physical biology as well. Super fun. So go back to that if you haven't um, and kind of feel into that 70 piece. So During this kind of, I don't know, these recent days, there's been, um, I've had some really interesting, odd experiences of being in kind of like quasi-fugue state kinds of experiences where I'm just sort of like completely, pretty much checked out for all intents and purposes from kind of the human experience. Not that I don't feel in my human body, just like you know, kind of almost catatonic. Not in a way that worried me or was problematic in my life in any way. It just, that's just kind of what was going on. And, um, you know, I think that another person having that experience would just experience it as like being super, super tired. I didn't really feel tired in the way that when I feel tired, I felt. It was just more a function of, I just was like, bloop, like most biological systems are now offline. <laughs> you know? And I was just kind of like lying there and half asleep and sort of drifting in and out of this sort of dream time fugue state. And during that, something happened that was to share, which is this interesting experience of these um golden strands of energy, incredibly fine, like just these finest kind of golden filaments were coming into or really coming into my awareness as, but already kind of there dormant, coming awake in my awareness within my brain. And within my brain, both physically, uh, like kind of thinking about like my literal brain, but also the kind of energetic space of the brain as well. And these strands, these golden strands started to kind of come alive. And sort of really be this beautiful kind of moving fluid, golden fluid, just like moving through everything. And it was a beautiful experience. And I had this awareness in this kind of, most of my my kind of awake awareness was gone, was shut down, but I had just a little bit. So it's very similar to that, like when you're, when you're like half dreaming, you know, and you wake up in the morning, but you're not really awake yet. And you're half dreaming. It was like that, not exactly, but like that, that kind of sensation. And I had this strong sense of, oh, make sure to really focus on the expansion, allow, intend, choose the expansion of this golden energy in the headspace and then i was reminded of or kind of given the image again of that form that version of astral traveling that i shared with you um, in another transmission where we had that silver strand between the energy of you that's traveling and your physical human body and then we traveled way out to the edge of the universe and beyond that and way out to the beginning of time, to the beginning of creation, to the beginning of the all of all. And there was, you know, quote unquote source or love or divinity or whatever you want to call any of this, the field. And it was this kind of big golden amoeba like blob. And the invitation was to take any of that uh, as much as wanted and send it back through the silver strand down into um, the physical body and since then i've had similar experiences without having to kind of do the now i'm traveling through the solar system through the galaxy through the universe through the other universes you know that 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 wasn't actually necessary past the first time and and i remember being i think i shared this with you i was surprised like oh why are we doing this traveling in this way like normally it's just a poop you know i'm here then i'm there or i'm both places at once And that felt sort of odd. It was really fun, but it just felt sort of odd. And what I learned in these subsequent times was that that was so that I would have the visuals to help you tune into that as well. But now I want you to know, like, you can do that same kind of traveling without having to kind of do the visual. Like, okay, now I'm moving through. You know, you don't have to do any of that. If you want to, by all means, like, super fun, go do it. Fly around through space. But you can just also just, wherever you are, just... From that with that silver strand connection, I mean you can always go to i've always been able to to visit that that kind of golden source energy, if you will, but you to have that silver strand to the human body really is very effective i found for bringing that in. For bringing that in. So this golden energy in the brain, or not really so much it started in my awareness as, "Oh, this is my brain," but it's really the whole headspace. So I suppose we can also talk about it as kind of crown chakra as well, although I don't really always remember to use the language of chakra systems for people who use that. Um, but like that whole kind of energy headspace was just this filled with this kind of golden expansion. It was really beautiful. Um, And that's also reminding me of another piece to tell you. And I'm telling you these because I want you to feel into them for yourself because the subversions of these, they're coming in, they're they're, they're to be shared. Um, And so then that's reminding me of another thing, energetic thing for you to feel into that occurred is if you remember the splinter energy around that, the trap energy, the splinter of the trap energy in terms of the original uh, preventing tra- the trap that was preventing the evolutionary uh, expansion for humans. And I gave you those two episodes um, a little while back explaining all of that. And then the kind of guided visualization for working with removing that splinter for yourself. Um, because the splinter has been removed from humanity as a whole. But each individual also has to do their own work of removing that splinter. And so I know I know many of you have been doing this. I've been getting some really, really cool messages from people about how they've been working with that and the experiences that they've had with it and how incredibly cool it's been. And I just I just like love that, love that, love that. So please, if you're having cool experiences with any of these, just share them with me. It's total nourishment to my human and super fun. So also a great way to anchor for yourself. So anyway, so the other, I don't know when this was now. I, I mean, human time, like who can even do it? It might've been a couple weeks ago. Um, I've been um, working with a particular kind of physical uh, experience that I'm not loving um, with uh, my feet, particularly my left foot. And I became aware that there's like this kind of whole sort of energetic issue on the left like the one of the lines, the energy lines on the left side, not the entire, like, not like the whole left side of my body, and none of the kind of standard interpretations of like left versus right and what these mean apply. I spent some time filling into all of that and was just like, no, 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 none of that is useful. Um, but what I came into awareness of was essentially like a strand of uh, like dark energy that felt almost identical to the trap energy to the trap splinter energy not exactly that but like super close like like a knockoff version <laughs> but super close that was this incredibly fine thin line of it that was going up from the base of uh my left heel up along my leg and um and I could feel it and I was like oh let's get rid of that and I started going to pull it out And as I did, it like activated and kind of came alive. And there were all these little tiny little tendrils up towards higher up in the body where I could sense it like up at the top of my leg and and higher up that were like, oh, no, 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 no. And they started like sort of doing these little squirmy, wormy little moves to kind of like burrow in further and prevent that kind of traditional just like pull it out kind of thing that I do all the time for myself and for others. And I was like, oh, And when I did that, that was when I realized, oh, this is like the trap energy. This is really similar. And, um, and it was, it was very similar, again, not the same as this like core, gross, icky interference energy that is uh, experienced by, by many if they are accessing lower, higher dimensions. Um, and so the, so anyway, so I, so then I remembered, oh, to diamond and then turn that into dust which I know how to do and have used that since it was taught to me a couple of years ago when removing the trap energy from from humanity as a collective and so it was just like oh yeah to diamond and then to dust and it was just and it was gone and it was really cool and since then I've had really interesting experiences with aspects of the left side of my body physically would that have been kind of like, there's just been improvements, let's say. And, uh, and that's been really fun and it's been, it's been holding, which is also really fun. So I wanted to share that as well, that you might come into kind of awareness in some way. It might, it'll just don't go looking for it. Okay. Cause that just creates it. Um, instead just be open and just kind of file it away. If you're happen to be in some sort of a meditation or in some kind of a like more sort of receptive inner open space internally and you have this sudden awareness of this kind of little sort of black kind of sort of spider webby kind of, you know, thing like. Try that. Try that idea. And if you've worked with the splinter uh, visualization that I gave you for the primary trap splinter, then you're familiar with how to do that transmutation, that alchemy um, from that into diamond and then into just let it dissolve into dust. And um, and that is is really powerful, really effective. So one of the things that's been going on for quite some time, we talk about the energy speeding up. Right. And I've talked about this for, I don't know, like a year and a half now more that the energy is two years. Yeah, I'm hearing like longer. Okay, but I've actually only been doing these transmissions since November of 2020. So not quite two years that I've been speaking about it in this format. But the energy is speeding up. Right. They've been speeding up, speeding up, speeding up, speeding up, speeding up. And they're going to keep speeding up, by the way. So no end insight on that. And that's a good thing. We, we like that. We want that in terms of all of the things that I know that we all want and are interested in having the experience of here in this lifetime. And one of the things that I've spoken about regularly with that is that that your the, the matter that is in your body wants to entrain to that energy, that beautiful high energy. And so that creates all sorts of interesting effects. The other thing that I want you to be aware of is that as the energy gets faster, is moving faster, is sort of oscillating faster, that the amount of, if you will, kind of, it's like, um, like little light packets, right? So, like, think about when you're talking on the phone or you're on a Zoom call and you're talking. Right. That's like little bits of information, little information packets are coming out of your mouth. They're going into the microphone and then they're magically moving through the ethers and coming out on the other person's microphone. Right. And like it when we talk about kind of, you know, Internet and cable and phone lines and we talk about like little data packets are moving through these lines. Right. Little information packets are moving through these lines to the satellites, et cetera, um, through wireless connection, all that. So as these energies are coming in and moving faster and also Earth's energies back up are moving faster, the. Volume <coughs> excuse me the amount the volume of information um, is also uh proportionately increasing, so if you sometimes feel like uh, like the ways in which you're feeling like it doesn't make sense or it feels too crazy the way time is feels weird um and the way sometimes you get kind of like like all the things happening all the time and it's sort of like awesome but it can get kind of manic um, or it can get really overwhelming um, it's you're processing literally like a gazillion times more information energetically than you ever have before and the rate of that increase continues to be very very steep very steep and it directly it's exa- it's just another Angle, if you will, on this issue of the energies coming in um, and moving things faster and faster. Excuse me, sorry, I'm just getting a little sip of water. It's been really smoky with fires here, um, and mostly I've just been staying inside for the most part. But I've been out a little bit, and it's I'm just I'm just kind of sensitive to that stuff. So if my voice sounds a little funky, that's also what's going on. All right. So. Hmm. um, OK, so I want to talk about a couple of things that are going on. So we've got the equinox is pulling us big time. So I've been talking about kind of September 22nd or 23rd as a kind of a big inflection point. And um, I actually feel it like pulling on us, like, you know, like a black hole gravitationally, like pulling us in faster and faster and faster. And I think that between now and then, that's we're going to have kind of an experience like that. And um, I, I think the experience at the individual level, um, in terms of the timing of this, may vary just a little bit at the individual level. But I think it will feel a little bit like being sucked up into like a big giant kind of wind tunnel, uh, into kind of your next highest timeline experience if you will like and this was happening a few days ago um for me where it was feeling like oh my god i can feel all these new timelines for myself but like and all all like streams within the same giant highest timeline um were like coalescing all of a sudden and they were like coming to like sort of suck me up into them you know like being like pulled into the river and i want you to really think a lot about timelines as like rivers as streams as currents and instead of like one timeline that's like I've got to catch it or I'll miss it like um you know like an acrobat or something up on the high wire it's like this beautiful river and there's all these different kind of tributaries and you know you're just sort of like I want to get on the one that's coolest for me And so just, and this goes back to the idea of the slipstream, right? Just get into your slipstream as much as you can and understand that just by getting into your slipstream, by definition, that will essentially carry you into your higher timeline as they're opening up for you. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to wonder where it is. You don't have to look for it. You don't have to understand what's going to happen in it. None of that is necessary. And our sort of obsessing on that from the mind perspective actually will kind of bump us out of it. Um, not like permanently, just it'll bump us out and then we're like, ah, cramp, crabby, how do I get back into it? And so it's that slipstream that you wanna Get into and i know that you know that many are really focused and interested in this idea of flow and getting into flow and there's so much kind of written around flow science in humans i want you to know that's like the precursor to this slipstream piece and so that's why people get so focused on it i think well they also get focused on it because they're really focused on what their rate of Productivity and output is, and that's not something I'm going to talk about here because that's not the way to think about it. Um, but, so that's just kind of getting into the slipstream, getting into the slipstream, but understanding that at, after the equinox, so we have, how do I want to say this? Okay. So we have this time period for these couple of months through the middle to end of November that is a kind of a refining uh, like a kind of a final refining is what it feels like and nothing's of course final final but that's just the energy of it is it has a sort of a final refining vibe to it and um and then as we and between now and the equinox is an incredibly powerful time to do to really focus on that if you feel like there's still kind of clearing or refining within yourself that you want to be doing or just sort of like, is there anything else to be let go of, um, at, in this current phase that you can be aware of that you kind of know when you're, oh, in the back of your mind, like, oh, yeah, I really did want to focus on that blah, blah, whatever it was, but I kind of have been shirking it a little bit. This is a important time to like, Pick up the slack on whatever you've been shirking, where you just know that's you just know in your heart of hearts that that's critical to you being able to really get into that slipstream and stay there. Um, And by the way, don't fall for a fake slipstream where you're in total denial. That's not like denial. Yeah, it's a river in Egypt. It is not the slipstream. OK, but it can feel similar. So watch out for false. False peace false spiritual narratives, false slipstreams, all of that. And you'll know, you know, right away, just, it feels off. That's all you need to know. You're like, Oh, oops, I slipped and fell into a little glamor illusion here. And I'm going to pull myself out of that and just get back into my heart and just get back on track. And it's not a big deal. It's not a problem. And then as we move through the, the the sort of September, October, November months, we're going to see some pretty wild currents playing out in society, in the collective. And I want you to really be thoughtful about the ways in which you engage with that. Really be feeling into where is it, the highest, best use of your magic and your resonance to engage with that. And you'll notice that I'm not telling you to not engage with it. Normally, in the past, I've told you, like, just stay away, stay away. There will be things that come up during this time period that are correct now for you to engage. But you really have this opportunity. It's like a practice time how do I engage from this higher dimensional experience that I have been nurturing within myself, right? This is really the question that you want to be thinking about. And it goes hand in hand with the, this feeling of um, a huge sudden increase in what I think of as timeline nodes. And so these timeline nodes are like attached to specific events or projects or ventures, or like, it, it, it doesn't matter, but like specific kind of on the human level, human things that are kind of, that are being worked on, human projects, uh, public or not public, and in any domain, any space, and some of them have a great potential impact on the timelines for humanity. And they have, and so they have this like node that is sort of like this little beacon that beeps on them for me. That's how I experience them is they have this kind of like pulsing kind of like boop 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 when I become aware of them. And um in my human. And they, and then, and they might be like really big or they might be like, you know. And in the node, there is two or more significant timeline uh kind of break-offs that can occur or shifts that can occur right like mm, like i was working with one briefly today that was a bifurcation so it was like it it was presented to me as like there's a fork in the road that this project uh, uh creates for the for humanity and there's the high road and the low road, right? Like you take the high road and I'll take the low road, right? You know that old silly song. So, this, these sort of bifurcations, but there may be more than one. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't. It's not about that. It's necessarily um, a polarity, an, an opposite, a binary choice. It might be, but it could be, you know, several. Um, and so these nodes are like the timelines are coalescing into these nodes. And so multiple timelines sort of come into the nodes and it kind of stops for a minute while everybody involved in kind of what that node is at the center of does what they're doing is how they are being. And then from there, the whole sort of venture, sort of the whole project, whatever it is, will shoot off into whichever direction was chosen, which is essentially a function of the aggregate resonance uh, brought to the table. Now, it's important to know that not every being brings the same kind of, if you will, volume of resonance. So everybody is, you know, what we can look at what 's the kind of you know high versus low resonance for each one, but some people 's resonance is like worth ten worth a hundred worth a thousand right compared to somebody some others' one right so some beings uh, including people, um, may have a greatly disproportionate impact on how that timeline node ends up shooting out where it goes, and there 's a huge big kind of peppering. Uh, of a bunch of these big nodes during this kind of two month, roughly two month time period um, that we're moving into now. And there'll be more going ahead, too. And there's been some in the past. You may have participated in one. You may be aware of what I'm talking about from experiences. Um, but I want people to have sort of awareness that this is occurring. And it's You may now, as I'm speaking about this, maybe going like, oh, I know one of those things. And it's this. Right. And sort of what's your relationship to it and what relationship do you want to have to it? And the most important thing for you to understand is that you have no obligation. There is no obligation. None. Nobody has an obligation. There is no sacrifice asked. No martyrdom. The the weight and energy of obligation energy, of martyrdom, of sacrifice, of, oh, I have to do this for the good of others, that is a weight, and it drags down the collective resonance. So when you are in service and trying to bring a gift forward and you are doing that from I got to do it, that energy is the low road. It is not the high road we would all rather you sit this one out if that's the only way you can contribute, because that's actually contrary to contributing. So be really discerning with yourself. Be really mindful of yourself. Now that isn't to say, Oh no, I'm going to fuck it up. So therefore I better not do anything. Like, you know, I'm not saying that you should feel that way. What I'm, and of course you can feel however you want to feel and you can ignore me entirely as always. But, what I hope you'll feel into if that feels like, oh, yeah, I get that, the kind of the edge of that. I feel that edge within me that sometimes I'm there. Great. This is a great time to practice. Because remember, this is a period of refinement. So this is a great time to practice. Like, ooh, let me do that better than I've ever done that before. Let me really kind of like, ooh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to just nurture the shit out of myself. While I'm in gift-creating, service-creating mode, I'm just going to, like, oh, my God, I'm going to just, like, be so delicious to myself. And I'm just going to love every little moment of this for its own sake because I'm not here to be in this, like, slave mode. It's not what we're doing. And all of these models are just iterations on that kind of slave mode kind of thing. Okay, so no more of that. No more of that. Um, many during this time are going to have this feeling, um, particularly if they're close to some of these time uh, timeline nodes that I'm talking about. But it's not required for that for this to be true. Many are going to have this feeling because of the acceleration and because of the um, because of like it's heightened. Things are heightened. And it's going to have this feeling that, like, super vibes to me, like, from the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Rings movie, where, uh, Kate Blanchett is, is playing Galadriel, which is amazing, by the way. Can we just have a moment of love for Kate Blanchett completely being and channeling, like, the true essence of Galadriel in that movie? Oh my god. I'm thinking of it a lot recently because I'm watching the new, uh, Rings of Power. And, Oh, it's so not there. It's so not there, and I'm so pulling for them, and I really want them to pull it together, and I really want the writing to improve. But I'm three episodes in, and I'm just like, uh, no. Um, and I feel terrible for that actress who is miscast as Gladriel, but also, can you imagine having to follow in Kate Blanchett's shoes for that role? Like, no good. Um, but they really, the writing is really the problem there, much more so even than the actress, in my opinion. Hopefully they'll do better. And why they didn't consult with, you know, Peter Jackson um, and Fran Walsh is beyond me other than that Tolkien's son just like has a beef with them and didn't want that to occur, which is a mistake in my opinion. Um, and nobody cares about my opinion with reference to, you know, I'm not the the big New York Times film critic, right? But Galadriel, I do know about. I know Galadriel directly. And Tolkien brought her through in a lot of really interesting ways. And Jackson did a great job. And Kate Blanchett did a great job really bringing her through and bringing her to life. And so that scene where the Fellowship gets, uh, get, gets, to, their, gets to the woods there and Galadriel says, the quest stands upon the edge of a knife. The quest stands upon the edge of a knife, stray but a little, and it will fail to the ruin of all. Right? Like, such a good scene. Like, oh, my God. A lot of people are going to feel or are feeling that way right now about what they're trying to do or bring into the world. And what I want you to hear is, no, yes, Everything that we're working on is on the edge of a knife, but there's none of this like it will fail, stray a little and it will fail. This feeling of like we're on the knife's edge is actually the invitation to dance with that beautiful feeling of like, oh, the exhilaration and the like near panic exhilaration of like I'm on the knife's edge, I'm screaming along the knife's edge. No, no. The thing that I love about this knife's edge imagery that's been coming through on this is that of course, if you actually really are standing on the knife's edge, that's gonna fucking hurt, right? Like, oh my god, ow! As it cuts into you. And so the invitation is to just, is to just float up. And to just fly on top of, over the top of the knife's edge and enjoy that beautiful pristine path that's so clearly there. Because it is, the path is so clear within you. And even if you can't put into words and create the mental model of all of, you know, what are the steps that I have to take and the blah, 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 it's there. That strand is right there carrying you forward, right? And if you can feel it all, then even better, grab it and pull it to you right here, you know? Um, But really, like, enjoy, enjoy the feeling of that if you can. And if you can't, then just, like, back off from it and just remind yourself, like, that's not how any of this works. If that's a fun ride for you, then that's great. If you like that feeling of, like, I'm zooming around the corner on the car, in the car, and I don't know if maybe I'm going to, like, go up on two wheels and am I going to flip over? Like, if that's too much, like, no worries. no worries. Just back off of it a little. And remember to always be taking care of your nervous system through all this. One thing that you can be doing that can really help you through all this um, is to find your perfect note. And I mean this literally, like toning, singing, whatever, making a sound from your mouth <laughs> that is the, is a note that you feel reverberating in your body that feels like, oh, that feeling, that's the correct Sound feeling within me of what I'm coalescing into as a being. Find your perfect note and remember that sound came before light in the creation of the all of all. There was sound first and then light. I'm not going to go into that, but just know it and you feel the truth of that as you feel into it like, uh, yeah the power of sound, really interesting, so play with that in yourself, like, and it's okay if you're like, I don't sing, I can't sing a perfect note, I'm a tuneless wonder, like, don't worry about it, you can still do, like, you can just make a noise, you know, Uh, uh, uh. just make a noise, I'm just making a noise here, I'm not even trying to make a sound, I'm not even trying to make, like, a uh like a musical note you know but if you can sing or if you like to sing when you're alone just then try singing you know can you find that note like experiment with it play around with songs that you like to sing to if you can't sing uh just extemporaneously on your own um in a way that feels right to you and like as you're singing to the words that you know really well play around with like oh i like that note oh i don't like that one that doesn't feel as good this one feels as good and then like turn off the music for a minute and then just do it you know Or whatever, and just play with it. Find your perfect note. It's in you. It's in you. And from there, an entire symphony. (laughs) So good. So much fun. So much fun. Okay. Um. What do I want to say about what's going on for future? There's. Let's see. I think. Yeah. I'm just still feeling like December Solstice is just going to be a big mega party and I'm super excited about it. Energetically, I, I've been like been brought there a couple of times and I'm just always like, whoa, that's amazing. So fun. And um, and then 2023. Not ready yet to put into words kind of the energy theme specifically for the planet for 2023, but it really feels like if you've been on this journey. And if you're still listening to this, then you've been on this journey, boy, oh, boy, oh, like this is your year, like all the cool shit's happening. This is your party. This is it. Like it's really happening. And um, the level of kind of the quickening that we're experiencing now, like the payoff for that, I feel, begins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to go further out than that because things have been happening so much faster than I expected them to, you know, a year earlier kind of a thing that I just no longer am interested in forecasting out because I don't think it's useful. Um, and in fact, if you're listening to a lot of people who are forecasting really far out with specificity, I want you to stop. I want you to stop giving it power because it's limiting us. It's limiting us. You are a powerful creator what you're paying attention to and holding in your mind and in your body as true, you are then contributing to that being true. Like if that's how it works, this is, you know, the energy matter relationship. So don't hold in your body, you know, these old prophecies, these old, uh, um, forecasts, even ones for me, I don't think that I've ever forecast that far out in a public way just for that reason. But, um, but like, I know I've listened to stuff, you know, a couple of years ago, I remember listening to stuff that, you know, about kind of astrology, planetary astrology looking out and there's like big shifts in like 24, 26, 30. And I'm sure there will be big shifts at those key inflection points that match with those planetary astro- astrological aspects. But but when astrologers or whomever, you know, so just people are just, you know, gnostically internally receiving it directly, it's, if it's specific, you know, like, oh, then we've got to look for this, you know, XYZ thing is going to occur. Like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't limit us that way. Don't limit us that way. Like, let's go for the gold, baby. Let's go for the whole thing, the whole enchilada. Cause that's what I'm here for. And I kind of think you are too. And that's why I love you. Truth be told, I love you anyway. Either way, my love is unconditional. It doesn't mean that I don't have boundaries and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be really clear about what I will and won't put up with in my own world and in my own life. But I can love you unconditionally. Um, Yeah, I was kind of working with someone earlier today. Last little note for you. And the phrase came into my mind around the challenge that this person was having with a key relationship in their life around the sort of like the the kind of that phrase of the ride or die. The people in your life who are ride or die, like they go with you no matter what. Right. And this person that that I was in uh, that I was supporting, she has been that for someone in her life. She has been that ride or die in a way that I have found to be astonishing how incredibly deeply fully she has been giving to this other person who isn't really able to see all of that about that giving and uh and when some boundaries were expressed and put into place uh, in a very loving gentle way the other person kind of freaked out about it and um, I don't know that this length, this phrase ride or die was used there. This didn't come up in our conversation, but it came up as I was kind of feeling into energy support for both of them um, was this kind of idea of like they, they, they each had this different idea of what does it look like to be ride or die. So I think it's kind of an interesting thing to be like, yeah, you know, somebody can be your ride or die or you can be somebody's ride or die, but it doesn't mean that you have to be like the jalopy or that you have to put up with behavior that would like be acceptable in a jalopy. You know, you can still be the ride or die in a Maserati and be like, yeah, no, you don't bring those muddy shoes in here though. Sis, love you, but no. Right. (laughs) You know, you can still have boundaries. Ride or die doesn't mean an unconditional love. Doesn't mean, you know, unconditional behavior. Those are different things. Okay. Well, that was like my little ride or die note. So think about where you ride or die in a way that is really true for you, that's really right, that really ensures your boundaries, which then ensures that the energy you're bringing into that support is actually super powerful. And back to that earlier, you know, sit it out. Sit it out if you can't. If you can't bring the really cool energy, then just sit it out. All right. My voice is really failing, and it's also night for me, so that's not always a great voice time. Hopefully. Oh, my gosh, I've been talking for 46 minutes. Goodness gracious. Well, hopefully it was all perfect and useful and you loved every minute of it. And oh, I have to plug that if you want to be an early reader for um, Star Silver Child Awakens, which is the first book in the Seven Stars series, which is an incredible heart opening fantasy series, full length novel um, that is kind of ostensibly aimed for kind of middle grade children that kind of like 10 to 14 age range ish. But I know it's going to be read by every age with just absolute delight. And this is part of my work to shift the stories that we are drawn to and that we are, are, are bringing into our mainstream culture to shift and see that we can have suspense and we can find it thrilling and we can be like, we can't wait to see what happens next without it having to be like a massive nervous system, like punishment, which is unfortunately where a lot of our fantasy and science fiction um, uh, entertainment has gone. And it's time to turn that around. So big stories in the wild is the, Multimedia and publishing project that I'm launching, and Star Silver Child Awakens is the very first project of that. And I'm focused on getting that book out. But I have an early readers list that you can access at Gillespie.com forward slash seven stars, and seven is spelled out uh, in that seven stars. And you can find out a little bit more about it, and um, it's totally free to access that. Just give give us your email, and it'll be sent to you. Um, and then soon I'll be opening a little private online chat space where we can talk about the story and the writing process and whatever we want to talk about um, related to uh, the Seven Star series. And so super fun. So please, you know, if you have if you have kids in your life that, you know, love to read really high quality, really fun fantasy fiction, or if you yourself really like to read high quality fantasy, fun fiction, I'm getting incredible responses from from the super, super early readers already. And I'm really loving it. So I hope you'll come and join me there. Okay. Love you.